Welcome to another Booch News podcast with Ian Griffin. So I'm on the phone this morning with Tracy Desmond with Cruise Kombucha in Northern California. Uh, I take it from the name, Tracy, that you, you must be located in Santa Cruz. Is that right? Well, actually, Ian, uh, our production facility is in San Jose, California. Um, we decided on the name of the company and, and started to think about um, the website and the flavors and how we could connect it to the, the coast of California and then realized that we couldn't actually get commercial kitchen space in Santa Cruz. So uh, right now we brew in San Jose, which is just a, a little bit outside of, of the Santa Cruz area. Right, basically over the hill, right, from uh, the coast into Silicon Valley. That's right. That's uh, right. And then we're in, we're in markets in both Santa Cruz and, and then up the hill as well, and same thing with commercial accounts. Yeah, and that's something I wanted to get into discussing in a few minutes. So you definitely list the farmer's markets, including Santa Cruz, Los Altos, and, and other towns in, in and around that area. But I also saw on your you know, when you, on your website, like many kombucha brands, you have a little history of how you got uh, aware of kombucha. And I think you, were, you mentioned you were visiting Hawaii when you first tried kombucha. What, what was the background to that? I had made kombucha myself at home, just small, you know, half gallon, one gallon, just, you know, to, to consume at home, not really sharing it out with anyone. And I was in Maui, um, what year was that? Probably 2017. And I went to this little kombucha bar. Um, it's not in a tourist area. It's more in a local area um, where locals live. And this kombucha bar, it's called Maui Kombucha. It's been around for years, probably 15 years at this point, and I just fell in love with it. I fell in love with the kombucha. It was also a raw food bar and really just the sense of community with locals stopping by, you know, on their way to work or their way coming back from work and just the conversations that we had there um, and the sense of community and connection. I just fell in love with it, and I just couldn't get it out of my head, and I kept thinking, gosh, I'd really like to, to do something like this back at home. And it's something that I thought about for a few years and then started to get a bit more serious about it in 2019 um, and started to look for space even for a kombucha bar. And then the pandemic hit. And so I didn't uh, pursue that at the time. And then as things started to open up a bit more, then I, I went back to the idea around a kombucha business. Yeah, because I saw, well, I'm, like with many businesses, uh, I, I can sort of date you from the first Instagram, I think, was this April. So this has been something that you've launched this year. Is that right? Yeah, I um, I got very, very serious and probably really made the decision that I was going to launch the business in December. So probably, you know, mid-December, got real serious about it. I moved into a commercial kitchen after the first of the year. Um, and then, yes, we launched um, – actually, I think our first official market was in May. So I would say that we officially launched in May. Right. And, and you do, it seems, have a real focus on – Farmers markets, which you sell a kombucha, it looks like you offer people a bottled kombucha that they can bring the bottles to refill, but you also presumably have kombucha on tap, uh, which people just buy by their glass, I guess. Is that right? That's right. So we are at a couple of different markets, and we have the kegs right there, and so we keg 
you know, we've got the kegs right there. So we fill bottles of different sizes right there. So people, I think, enjoy that, um, getting to see the bottles filled right off the kegs. Um, and then we are on tap at um, eight or nine locations um, from Monterey up to Silicon Valley, um, on tap at you know, bars and uh, restaurants and breweries and cafes. And then we've also just started uh, bottle delivery. So we do fill it straight from um, the kegs into bottles, and now that can be uh, sent out for delivery. Wow. Okay. So you've already got like a distribution network, uh, 7 by 24 kind of thing, where cafes and bars, uh, you, you, you replenish their kegs as they, uh, as, as they need them. Presumably. That's right. Exactly. Yeah, we have, um, you know, like I said, some cafes. We've also got breweries that like to have it on tap for a non-alcoholic option. Um, and then we're, we're also doing events in addition to the commercial locations where we're located. So the breweries are interesting. Uh, you know, I've heard from a different ends of the spectrum there. Some people say it's really difficult to get a bar that sells alcohol to carry kombucha because there's only so much counter space for taps. But what was your experience what what convinced them that it would be good to have a tap of the cruise kombucha as well as the beers that they're selling yeah it's definitely a conversation not every brewery uh is willing or or bar necessarily is willing to you know pull up a, a beer line for non-alcoholic kombucha but i think some of them are they understand that you know if they have a group of people come in some number of people in that group maybe don't want beer and they want a non-alcoholic option. Um, you know, someone could be pregnant, someone could be, you know, choosing not to drink for, for different reasons, and so they like to have that option. Um, some locations won't pull a beer line uh, for non-alcoholic kombucha, and in those situations we can offer um, bottles um, so that, you know, instead of ordering a soda or something like that, then, then folks can order a bottle of kombucha. And so you go out yourself then and have those, presumably you're doing your own sales marketing uh, to potential bars and restaurants. What, what, yeah, what been, that's right. So you do that kind of in the times when you're not in farmer's markets or, or, making the, or brewing the kombucha, presumably. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, again, it's, a, it's the exact conversation that you were just mentioning. Some of them are like, yeah, we're really excited. We've really been looking for something like this. And, you know, it takes them, you know, a little bit of time to, to flush the lines and, and get ready for it. And then other locations are like, well, I don't have enough to be able to give you a tap, but I've got, you know, we can have the bottles here on display or we can have them in our cold case. And they still want the option. They just don't necessarily want it, you know, they're not able to have it on tap. Yeah, yeah, that sounds great. Well, I'm really curious because you do put a lot of um, time in at Farmer's Market. I mean, they're on a weekly basis, most of these, I presume. Um, I'm really curious to know because I get the sense that, you know, Santa Cruz, Silicon Valley is kind of one of the more popular parts of the globe where kombucha has been around for a good while. I'm sure the local Whole Foods like the ones I'm near up in Northern California, the one in Napa has a huge chiller filled with the popular brands, Health Aid and GTs and so on. What's your um, conversations like with consumers, with the public who come by the farmer's market? Do you still find people who've never tried kombucha, who you introduce it to for the first time? 
I do, for sure. I mean, we have people stop by and they say, what is kombucha? You know, and, and they sometimes just want to know and they don't, you know, end up trying it. Um, we, generally speaking, do samples when we can, uh, when the health department uh, allows it in most places now. Um, and so they'll try the sample and then you'll engage in a conversation and, and do some education around kombucha. Um, and, you know, it's really interesting to hear the different types of questions that they have or maybe the um, you know, oh, you know, I've had that in the past, but it tasted this way or that way. And so we definitely have people that have never had it before. And then you also have people that love kombucha or have tried it in the past, but they they don't necessarily want a store-bought, you know, kombucha. And they really like that this is made, you know, fairly locally, um, depending on the location where we are, and that we also use um, produce and herbs and, you know, everything from the local market producers and from the local area um, and so people really like that to have that truly local you know option yeah i mean that's fascinating that here in northern california which like southern california maybe oregon is one of the like i say hotbeds for kombucha um many of us who've drunk kombucha for i've been drinking kombucha 12 15 years take it for granted but i mean there's still probably the majority of the population because not everybody goes to farmers markets, but the ones who do, you're saying there's still a good number who you're introducing it to in that one-on-one -on -one way for educating people who come by who are willing to taste it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I would say at every market, um, you know, a handful, you know, of people that have just never had it and they're curious or sometimes you know, one person will come by with their friend or their relative, and the one person is a is a fan of kombucha, and the other person hasn't tried it. And so, you know, they'll bring their friend up or their family member up, and then we engage in a conversation, and they try a couple of our flavors. So sometimes it's a single individual that comes up and is just curious and asking questions, um, and other times it's because someone in their group is bringing them in to, to give it a try. Yeah, you mentioned flavors, and I saw on your website you've got this great range. I love the names like uh, Redwood Raspberry and Scarborough Fair. Um, you had a test or a question on your Instagram like, can you guess what ingredients are in Scarborough Fair? Is it correct to say then it's parsley, sage, rosemary, and thyme, like the song? That's right. That's right. Uh, and we sometimes joke that if you sing it, you get a you get a little you know a little discount off of your bottle if you're at the market. Um, but yeah, most people get it right away. Uh, even you know all, all all different folks you know seem to make the connection right away, and they get a kick out of it. They get a kick out of it, and I think even if they wouldn't have tried the flavor had they just read it and it was named something different. But I think when they kind of put two and two together, they are willing to give it a try. Yeah, that's great. And what, what's your most popular flavor, would you say, if you have one that's oh, out? Yeah, that's such a hard, uh, it's so hard to, to answer that one. I would say our top sellers are Coastal Zest, which is a blood orange, lemon, and grapefruit um, zest, and we do all the zesting ourselves. Um, the Redwood Raspberry that you mentioned, especially right now, you know, we've got local raspberries straight from local producers and ginger, um, and people really love one. It's simple, simple flavor, and it seems like, um, again, you know, all different groups of people seem to like that one. It seems to have that right flavor profile. Citrus Tide, which is great for ginger and hibiscus, is another favorite. And then um, we have one called Mycologic, where we use an organic mushroom blend. We use mushrooms from Far West Fungi, um, which is uh, reishi, lion's mane, and chaga, and sage. And um, a lot of people see that one on the menu, and they're really curious about it. 
but they don't think that they want to try it, and we have them give it a try. And there's not a single person that's tasted that one that didn't end up um, really enjoying it or, or purchasing it. It's, it's one that tastes different than I think people expect it to taste, and so they're really um, surprised by the taste, and they really like that one. Is that more of an earthy taste? I mean, when you say things like reishi mushroom, it's, it's certainly not a sweet, fruited taste then. That's right. It really the sage comes through the most. Um, I think people expect it to be, or they think it's going to be really mushroomy or really brothy, almost like a, a vegetable broth, but it's not. I think it's the sage that comes through more, and, and people really like that one. Mm-hmm. And, and I also read on your website that your base, it sounds like you make uh, a blend of white and green tea, not, not black tea. Is that right? That's right. I, I use a teeny bit um, of black in the original starter because um, the SCOBY, uh, you know, generally prefers that. Um, but we've gotten it to a point where we can just use the green and the white. And where do you get your, where do you source your teas? Is that um, like an organic tea supplier, or do you chop around? Um, no, we actually use. We try to keep it as as local as possible. So we use um, a, a tea company based out of Sacramento. So what are your plans for the future? What direction do you want to take your company in? Right now we are really focused on our commercial accounts and our, our keg customers, so cafes and bakeries and breweries and restaurants. Um, we also just launched our bottle business, um, so that's been great to be able to do bottle delivery um, for growlers and cases and single bottles. And, you know, the long-term dream is still I'd love to have a, a kombucha bar or kombucha tap room, but that's um, probably in the, the longer-term time frame. Right. In fact, you probably, I know you're a member of Kombucha Brewers International, KBI, as a brewery in progress. So you've probably got copies of our Symbiosis magazine. And the one you'll get next month in September has a, the taproom guide. So um, hopefully by next year, the 2023 guide, we'll, we'll see you listed in, in a, a great taproom. I would love that. Well, that's hope so. Well, it's been great talking with you this morning, uh, Tracy, and good luck. You're on a roll. Good luck with Cruise Kombucha. Thanks so much, Ian. Thanks for listening to Booch News. For more about kombucha, please visit boochnews.com.